Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Grolic Saves the World. I'm Andrew Overdahl. My name is Ben Roy. I'm Adam Holland. We recorded a special bonus live episode of the Grolic Saves the World with our very funny friend, Kristen Rand, special guesting. We love this episode. We're so glad we could share it with you. And a huge, very special thanks to the folks at Hold the Phone Comedy. They are great. Thanks for hosting us. Thanks for letting us sit in your space for a while. Did you say sit in your face for a while? Sit on your face. Real fucking sexy. <laughs> cool. I think yeah. that's all you need, Ron. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cut and print. <laughs> Enjoy it, everyone. Hey, y'all. Guess what time it is? It's the Grolic Saves the World time. All right. Yeah, cool, cool, dude. The Grolic Saves Great. the World. That's right. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Grolic Saves the World. I am Adam Caton Holland. My name is Ben Roy. And I'm Andrew Overdahl. And uh, you're joining us live. Our first ever live Grolic Saves the World. This We're is a doing podcast. It. I think this where is where we, we belong. Uh, yeah, we, we don't need to be on your computer screen in uh, all the time. But this is a podcast where we better the world around us by bettering ourselves. And the world around us is currently in a terrible state, as you all know. Coronavirus has taken over. We're all bunkered in our houses, but we're still podcasting, dudes, and it's nice to see you. Doing yeah. the Lord's work. It is. For those so of you good. listen to the show, Ben does that dance every time we record. Oh, yeah. I, just, I can't help it. It feels good to get up and move. You know what I mean? You, just, you <laughs> got ants in your pants. I get it. It feels you know good, I mean? and it looks good, Ben. <laughs> oh, man. This How is- are you two doing? I'm all right. I was like, this is fun to do this on a Saturday night, but what would you be doing right now during the coronavirus if we were not podcasting? Andrew, what would you be doing right now on a Saturday night during the quarantine? I'd either be running a Dungeons and Dragons game over yep. the same interface. <laughs> That's or the most I'd on be brand. playing video games. <laughs> yeah, okay. pretty much. Well, yeah. what yeah. would you be doing, Andrew, on a Tuesday night if we weren't podcasting? Yeah, in the pretty exact same thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and frankly, quarantine or no, that yeah, pretty much the same. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I think, a healthy way to do this is to not delineate. Don't do anything. See, if you don't set your bar high at all, Andrew, and you don't change your life, this isn't weird at all. Yeah, you know? but same thing. What are you doing, same Ben? Thing. What's a Saturday night in the Royal? Yeah, let's hear what the high bar is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Milo and I would be getting hammered. Really? With my son and I, we get but Ben, he's like 15. And I, you're a recovering alcoholic. That's a, yeah, that's not my fault. Two things I can't control in life. Okay. You know what I mean? Age yeah, and my enough. alcoholism. <laughs> Dude, it's the quarantine. Roll with the punches. It's beyond your control. It's self-care and don't beat yourself up about it. (laughs) We probably take a drive. Usually, like, on the weekend, we'll, like, take a a ride somewhere. You just drive to nowhere? We just drive around the city as if we're actually, like, behaving like Let's talk about Ben's carbon footprint. Hey, I've got a Grolix challenge. (laughs) (laughs) How about the guy who drives for no fucking reason? And then I go out in the yard and I run a generator for a few (laughs) hours. Nice. Nice. Not hooked to anything. I just let it go. (laughs) I just like this quaint vision of you and Milo just taking a drive, like, going out to the airport and watching the planes land. There's no planes. (laughs) 
There isn't any planes coming in. No, we just go watch the runway. Yeah, they still <laughs> turn the lights on. Wow. Your dad used to fly on all those planes when he was a big comedy star back when <laughs> comedy was a thing. Uh, what about you, Adam? What would you be doing? Uh, Katie and I have been watching uh, old movies. We like we pulled up the AFI Top 100, and we're trying to like watch a lot of those, which can be very fucking frustrating. We've seen some real duds American films. Like, tell me what's a dud. What's a dud one? Fucking, I wa- well, not dud, but like offensive. I watched... Uh, Gone with the Wind. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. It's a terrible movie. Dude, and it's like I've so apologists for the Civil War, and it's racist as fuck, and it's four hours long. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm Jesus. not getting that back. Oh. Yeah, it's um, the Iliad of movies for sure. It it's fucking terrifying. Sucks, yeah. I, the weirdest thing about all of this is like, like doing daily like ritualistic things, you know, <laughs> like sacrifice and yes yes (laughs) blood Blood sacrifices you've got to do them you've got to do them or this plague's not going to go away okay bring out the lamb (laughs) bring out the lamb (laughs) which we should actually andrew how are your huskies are they all still here with us yeah yeah yeah. no they're the ones who do the sacrifice for me if there's a blood (laughs) sacrifice to be made they attacked my neighbor's goat did i tell you about that no, hold on, Ben. Oh. I, ben, I'm going to need you to pause, and I got to hear this story. <laughs> yeah, you buried the lead, Andrew. You should have started this podcast. I thought I told you all about that. Yeah, I didn't even my know neighbors, your neighbors had a goat, dude. They have a goat, and it's a big goat. Like most goats, you see are kind of, kind of small. This goat's big. You could like, I feel like you could saddle it up and like ride it. It's like the biggest goat. I've ever give a, seen. Give, so, me a way to, give me a weight estimate on this goat. <laughs> yeah, this goat, it's it's like an alpaca, but it's a goat. No, I know the you, fucking difference know. between the two. Every time I come to your house, you're always guessing what my weight is at that day. I know you're capable of it. <laughs> and so, I'm good. I'm good. You can find me at Six Flags in the summertime. Uh, no, it's, I mean, I put this goat at, man, I don't know, 100 and. 50 pounds, 160. It's a big goat. It's a big. <laughs> All right. That's a, goat. a big fucking goat. Anyway, that's, that's an not Adam the point King of the story. That's not the point. <laughs> well, I like uh, to paint a picture. I like to paint a picture. You made the size a pretty big part of it right off the bat. So this goat was sick and it was lying on the ground uh, crying because of it was sick. Oh, um, man. How do you know? That's not funny shit? at all. That's sad. That, no, I didn't say this is a funny story. I just said my <laughs> dogs attacked the neighbor's goat. <laughs> <laughs> so my dog, my boy dog, heard this goat in distress and had to get to it. He, I've like husky proofed the backyard. I dug a trench. I sank the steel wire fencing in there. I, I used these like, um, these like hooks to like anchor the steel wire fencing. I buried it. I put cinder blocks on top. I fucking, I turned my backyard into a supermax prison for these fucking huskies. But this goat goat, goat was too much. It was too much. It had to get out. So my boy dog, Steve McQueen, my backyard and fucking (laughs) squeezed through a space like without exaggerating. I it was like it's like the dimensions of like a brick. It's like this tiny Jesus. ass little rectangular tunnel. He somehow turned his body into a boneless jelly and <laughs> fit himself through there. And he was like biting the goat's neck and its ear. And the neighbors came out and caught his ass doing it. And so he ran away. We and have um, never got Andrew that book of similes. He's just been on on fire with them. Is the goat, so, is the goat okay? Yeah, the goat's okay. I checked up. I felt so bad, but 
Why was the goat lying on the ground? Yeah, what, what was it? Has a vitamin <laughs> it has a vitamin deficiency. I shouldn't be laughing. Oh, sure. yeah, They're very okay. nice people, and I feel bad for the goat. But it has some sort of some sort of problem, like a but vitamin. They've apparently been letting it vape, and it's been draining it of its vitamins. <laughs> hey, it's Lakewood, dude. But, it's Lakewood. All yeah. the goats vape out there. So anyway, if I need a lamb or goat killed, I know who to turn to. He's ben, ready. Ben, you were talking about your ritual. What are you? <laughs> oh, doing? how do you top that? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't have any dogs that have ritualistically killed the. A sick, wounded animal in my neighbor's <laughs> yard, but uh, no, it's just bizarre. Like this whole thing is strange. Going as about normal day to day activities as if it's normal, and like I do, I the weirdest thing is I've been doing therapy via Zoom. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's bizarre. That's, that's like, what this is. <laughs> We're, yeah, right. Wait, now you're doing, you, is that no, what no, you no, think I, this is for you? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that summer camp I went. No, um, <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's crazy. Like we do a, a Zoom sessions and m like my I go to a therapist that's not like myself. I tend I'm, you know, I, I not not weird. Like I am like I think I'm a pragmatist. You know what I mean? Like I don't I, I I'm not. Yeah. Covered in tattoos, stand-up comic, uh, punk rock singer. <laughs> That's a practical, practical career. I mean, I mean, I don't, <laughs> when you put it like that, I, I sound like I've made a lot of bad choices. <laughs> motorcycle um, rider. Don't forget motorcycle rider. <laughs> but I've been starting. She's been doing my astrology over. Uh, really? Yeah. She like gets into like reading the stars and shit like that, which I don't know that I really believe in. Now she wants to like. Uh, I told you guys, and obviously while we're here, like she wants to do tarot and stuff. And and you're kind of anti that. I just don't know that I believe in it. You're a very skeptical person. We know that. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm skeptical. Here's the thing. I don't. <laughs> you're also a contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I I don't think I'm a contrarian. No, nope. uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I'm I. I get it. And I think we have the ability to create our own realities and whatnot. But I just she does some of these things and I'm like, I, I don't know what. It, like, so yeah. she does she read tarot cards with you? She hasn't yet because I was kind of wishy-washy on it. Like I'm, I've never had tarot read or anything, but she does my astrology and she'll read like the stars or whatever, how the stars are. I don't know. And like, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's all so vague. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, sometimes it could be spot on, but you know, sometimes it's not. I don't. <laughs> I read. Really... I read my horoscope every day in the newspaper, just cause. And I read Katie Harris. Katie and Malcolm have the same one, and they have not adjusted for quarantine, so it's always like happy hour with friends, and like somebody's <laughs> the life of the party tonight, and you're like. Ugh. It's just, a, it's just a robot somewhere spitting these out. Yeah, it 100% no way. is. It's all being written by a COVID denier. You know <laughs> that those things are written by somebody, a moon landing denier, somebody who's a 9-11 truther, and they can't stand this draconian stuff we're dealing with. Right, and they also write the horoscopes for the Denver Post. <laughs> That's the overlap. Yeah. The reason why I, I love like having a therapist like this is that she does come at things from a totally different angle 
than I normally would. And I need that sometimes because like I'm, I tend to get trapped in my head and I think a lot about, you know, try to fix things my own way. And I, I don't want somebody pointing out the way I've already thought, you know, I want right, somebody, right. So maybe, no, someone different than you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, like she's got me into meditation. I've been reading books on meditation, which I don't think I would have got involved with if it hadn't been. She's real into like Buddhist mindfulness, like mindfulness meditation. But I don't, <laughs> the rest of it, I'm like, I don't know if the stars have any, but I don't want to be mean to her. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Is well, it mean, I mean if I'm like, I don't really want to, you know, do this. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I've, if you're willing to explore it with her, I think that's you can give it a try. Like, Andrew, you're pretty open to this stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, I take it all with like I like with astrology. It's like, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't really subscribe to it. I don't read my horoscope. But if somebody tells me something like, oh, of course, you'd say that you're a Sagittarius on the cusp. I'm like, sure. okay. Like, I just like, oh, if that's what you think, like my like, agent's been telling me that for years. Like, He's that like, you're a Sagittarius on the cusp, Peyton Holland. Just keep, <laughs> keep pounding the pavement. We're going to get you in theaters, dude. What am I like? If a Christian cusp? person were to say something to me, like I've been praying for you or like God's watching out for you, I'd be like in my head, get fucked. Like, I don't care. <laughs> but if somebody tells me about like astrology stuff, I'm like, sure. Okay, whatever. It's like, so like benign and, and normal. And as for tarot, I used to be like very skeptical of tarot. And then in uh, the year 2001, I moved to New York city, but I didn't move to New York city. I moved to New Jersey because I found so, it better. Wait, let us do the math. In 2001, <laughs> he would have been 43 yeah, 46 <laughs> you're 47 it was my midlife crisis <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> it's oh, when you, you bought so... your first miata it's when he got his first miata. i drove the miata out to new jersey <laughs> <laughs> left it at a bus station with a bag of cash and passports yep, in the back yep. <laughs> uh yeah so i oh anders 41 I, in manhattan I, living I it up. To, new oh, to be 46 in manhattan again <laughs> Uh, I, love, I love that Andrew's just apparently in this world just now getting his Medicare card. Anyway, um, so keep you going. Sorry, sorry. Okay. No, no, keep going. Like, it's not fun if we don't have the obligatory age disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I I moved to New Jersey because it's like a seven minute bus ride into the city. So I'm like, I got a great apartment. I'm saving all this money. I was like, this fucking rules. This is in August of 2001 couldn't be higher on life what i've just life hacked new york city i just hop on this bus i'm in the city smooth sailing uh then 9 11 happens my seven minute bus ride turns into a two and a half hour bus ride each way so i don't get to go into manhattan anymore i just live in new jersey i just mm. live in new jersey all the time so, uh i my landlord lived below me and his daughter lived with him and she would come up and like hang out and just visit with us. And she's like, Hey, I do tarot readings. You want your cards read? And I was just at this point in my life. I was like, so bored. And also it was such a terrifying time to be post nine 11 trapped in New Jersey. I was like, just at the, it was the perfect moment to be like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, let's do it. Why not? Why not do it? And so she would come up every single night and read my tarot cards. And it just started to, and I didn't like, 
every night. I mean, does does a person's future evolve that yeah, quickly? Especially, I was doing Still nothing. a piece of shit. I was, I was playing PlayStation and getting hammered exclusively. So yeah, I'm surprised drawing, the reading wasn't just kind of the exact same thing. I keep but. drawing the piece of shit card every time. But it, uh, I love but it. It was like calming and it was like cool to like see this other type of insight that and I didn't continue it after that. It wasn't like, oh, I'll be doing this. Uh, Dude, you got to write a song about this is your life. Springsteen days. <laughs> this was your this reading was tarot <laughs> in an apartment reading tarot. Her, this is yeah. a sad detail, but her the landlord, her dad, he had cirrhosis of the liver and he would drink an entire bottle of vodka a day. And he just put them in the trash. It would. It was like half full. Ooh, I want to. I want to. I want to be day. on the fly on the wall for those tarot readings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, Andrew has got is like a a dime novelist today. He's got these sick goats in the field. He's got psoriasis men pounding vodka. It's just like what a fucking dreary landscape you're drawing us, Andrew. <laughs> no, but I, I was gonna say like it's it's very fortuitous that and kind of like a weird coincidence that you were getting your tarot read during post 9-11 in such an uncertain time. It's like we're in a very, at least feeling the, that way of uncertainty Very uncertain now. time, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is why this is a perfect challenge for us and We've for got Ben a good one. To, okay. uh, to, to try tarot and yeah, try it with I, an open mind. Listen, nope. I'm, I'm open to it, I, but I, I'm always, like, I think that those people can believe what it is that they, you can create this reality within yourself. So I, and it seems so harmless. So I'm just like, yeah, but, but it also, okay. when I'm paying for it, seems like a strange waste. Of, well, that's of, why we are making our friend do it for free today. Yeah, dude. Duh. Duh. It's, it's easy to, to have an, an open mind about something that's free. <laughs> our first uh, ever guest on the Growlix Special Shows guest, the world. yeah. It's our friend Kristen Rand. So please welcome Kristen Rand. Everybody, Kristen Rand. Can we zoom her in? Can we get her in? You got to click that. She's coming. She's there. She is. Kristen, we know her. We know her from Denver. One of the funniest people I could say I've ever met. Queens wave. You've got the Queens. Ooh, a little rotate. Instantly, I see a tapestry, so I know we're in the right place. Yeah. Find some credentials. You can. You can real quick before you even read your cards. How much can you tell about the three of us just from our backgrounds? Now, I want you to read our backdrops. And Andrew is staunchly wood paneling, as you can tell. <laughs> There's a lot of tree knots behind Andrew. And mm-hmm. Adam has the most pretentious of decorations behind him. Adam, sit back. Let us see your Wes Anderson style. Uh, nice. <laughs> and then, of course, mine is very modern. You'll, you'd see Ben's it. Ben's in an story. office, apparently. Just to, just... <laughs> I... <laughs> How are you, Kristen? So Kristen reads tarot cards professionally. You can hire her to do this. So when yeah. you watch her doing it for us <laughs> and you're like, that looks great. Good news. She can do it for you. Yes. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm great. You know, I'm hanging out here in Birmingham, Alabama, just the what? epicenter of progressive thought. Progressive How's Beham handling the core? <laughs> I think we got us. Well, I think Birmingham is like doing the best, but I think the state received a score of an F 
for social distancing that my mm. You mean for fun? And <laughs> for fun? Yes, for fun. Okay, <laughs> they're not going to let this get in the way of their fun. They're all going to the beach. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I've just been hanging. I have not left the house in like a month. So I, it, I feel like I'm killing it. You know what I mean? I'm doing well, great. you know, yeah. if, if those Alabama people don't go down to the coast and stir up that water, that, <laughs> that Gulf water, it gels. It gets viscous. <laughs> so you got to get in there and churn yeah. that soup. No. <laughs> Wait, Kristen, I'm curious if you could tell people what your experience with tarot is, because I I just learned that you read tarot in the last, I don't know, six months, year. I didn't, I didn't know this was something you were into. OK, cool. So first, I'm going to tell Andrew that there's no such thing as a cusp. Um, you're either a Sagittarius or what? A Scorpio? I just want to have anything. Capricorn. You're a Capricorn. Look at all the wood behind you. Okay, moving on. We'll talk about your birthday later. You can't be a cusp. There's a time of the day when the sun moves into the sign. The end. Whoa. Um, we got, we got look, the I didn't right know person. this is going to be so aggressive, first of all. I just, that's a thing we need to know. Okay. I like so, it. <laughs> so, tarot, I mean, listen, I want to say, Ben, for every tarot reader, well, for everybody, like for every tarot reader that you work with, that's a different way or a different style that that reader is going to interpret the cards right and okay. so like I don't read as a fortune teller or any kind of like psychic I'm not here to tell you about what's happening tomorrow like the way that I read is a soul-centered perspective so it's really to like get you out of your mind into your agency in the present moment oh, and cool. um now Ben Ben's agency is that CAA or UTA <laughs> I am with CAA contact me yeah well, you can get Ben's them, reps to call Ben yeah, out of me. this yeah. this is huge <laughs> This is huge for Ben. If you if out of out of this, you can get CAA to call Ben. Look at how good she is. She already knows I have a UTI. We haven't She's, even opened. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were reading the future. <laughs> I'm reading the moment right now. <laughs> it's the way I'm sitting. No, <laughs> I I think about that like um. I like the mindfulness approach. Like my anxiety is ubiquitous. I, it doesn't go away. I'm always yeah. scatterbrained because of it. And yeah. they know when we were writing those who can't, it's a, like, I just get so distracted so easy because of there. They would be very, even now I didn't even get that thought out in a complete form. Nope. No, no, <laughs> but at least it's taking a while. What's your, Sign, <laughs> I'm a Gemini. Of course, I'm your sign. Okay, keep going. I'm okay. also a Gemini. Oh, Are you really? Yeah. Adam, when's June, your birthday? June second. Oh, oh well, wow. mine always Definitely. overshadows yours, even though yours comes before mine. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> I guess it's because you're 40 and I'm 39. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool. Like nine-year-old flex. <laughs> My birthday's a bigger deal than yours. Um, no, but how did you like get into it? Like I got into, this is the truth. I got into, I got my first deck of cards. Um, I don't know, like 2010-ish. So I guess 10 years ago, but I really got into it because I had had my cards read a couple times and I was like, this is bullshit. Like I don't, I didn't like it. I didn't like this way. You know, the wiz, I love him. I will say the little wizard at Caf the Mercury Cafe who like yeah. is straight up wizard. Um, <laughs> but he, the way he reads like very traditional where he's like, and this is your father. And this is like your relationship. And I was just like, there's this to me doesn't feel like the wisdom that it could actually contain. Cause it's, it's been in existence for so long. So I kind of, um, 
really wanted to learn how to read from being able to trust my own intuition about what the cards meant, as opposed to what we are like told that they are. I don't know. I think that there, we all have like an opportunity as readers to like establish our own relationships with what the cards mean for us. And for me, I really feel like the tarot is meant for like our soul to hear, like it's meant for our heart to hear. It's not meant as like a tool to scare anyone or to like predict certain things. It's really meant as a, a reflection Okay. To kind of have you look at yourself because every fucking card, there's 78 cards. They're all archetypes. They're all, you know, things that we, you know, face at different points in our life. And so um, that's why yeah. it ends up being relatable. And the th- reason I think I kept reading it is because it's fucking magic. Like every time I read somebody, they're like, wow, they're really connected. So um, there's this part of it that feels out of my control. And then there's this part of it where I feel like I'm channeling, um, you know, information in like with my interpretations that hits on something that is real and true. And yeah, do you find uh, in in periods of that are tumultuous, like now are more people coming to you for this type of thing than ever before? Yeah. Yeah. I will say my schedule is, yeah, I think that because, well, typically I think people really want, you know, clarity on, I will say like pre COVID, right? Like people want clarity on like their relationships or their job. And then like right now they kind of want to feel like, how can I just feel rooted in the mystery? Because nobody fucking knows what's going on. And I think that, um, the sessions have even just been more powerful because people can't search for those like super tangible, actionable answers right now. They're really looking for something, um, deeper than that. Yeah. Well, it's it going to be great. It does sound like mindful meditation to cards, like trying to like sit in the moment and yeah. Okay. Well, let's, um, who wants, who wants to go first? Who's going to go? go, I'll go first. How about I go first? Cause I probably, would you say out of the three of us, Adam, I don't know how often you've done tear cards. I've I've had it done quite a bit. I've never, I've never had it done personally. Uh, Katie and I did one for like our kiddo. She did like the lady did one for like Malcolm. What? Well, we had one at our wedding. We had a tarot card reader at our wedding, but we but we were so busy because it was at the Mercury Cafe. Yeah, it wasn't the wizard. I mean, that's kind of strange. I mean, you're okay with bringing witches around your children. Yeah. <laughs> what, but anyway, we never got the tarot card reading because we were so busy. And then uh, <laughs> then Katie had that woman come to her book club, and at the end of the night, me and Katie sat down and she read the tarot for our at the time unborn son. And it was yep. nice. I really liked it. Oh, we took Milo when he was three to see a Satanist. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> this explains the, the drinking, the 15. Do whatever you want, dude. Do okay. whatever you want. That's the only commandment. Um, yeah, so I can go yeah. first. Andrew Because I have the most experience. But and then how about Ben goes last? Because he's the most, let's say, nope. skeptical. Yeah. And Adam will go in the middle. Adam I'll is the Goldilocks. That's just yeah. right. Um, but real quick, these normally take a long time. So are we doing like shortened versions of this? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I was going to pull a couple cards for each of you so we can okay. just, yeah, just okay. like one or two cards. Okay. Two. All right. Uh, Andrew, you're up. Uh, and Ben ahead. and I are going to try to refrain from ripping Andrew's reading apart and ripping Andrew apart in the process and just <laughs> respect the beauty of this moment. But, but I, I can't make any promises. That'll but be I the want, real challenge. That's actually the real challenge tonight. And Can I want you, you to know shut it. the fuck up for 12 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. But if she draws the big dick card, I've got to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I've got to chime in. I'm not going to be the big to- dick card. <laughs> You you do have some experience with it. All right. (laughs) The notorious. He knows. Okay. 
So, um, Andrew, hi, how are you? Oh, hi. <laughs> um, is there anything that like you, like what's going on with you? Is there anything that you want clarity on or are you kind of more just open to a general me- like reading? What are you feeling today? What's the, what's the vibe? Oh. Well, I guess I would in these days I would need clarity on like so many things. It would be hard to have the clarity to decide which thing I wanted clarity on <laughs> given the state. Okay, guys, of- I have to go. Uh, it's been fun <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> no, I mean like everything is so crazy and insane and up in the air and um, yeah, not, not having not only my normal main source of income, but my backup source of income uh, fall through as well. So it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I guess okay. I'd say that I'm open to any clarity. Perfect. Well, let me tell you what I just pulled. I pulled, first I pulled the Wheel of Fortune, which- I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Jackpot, um, there's your money problem solved. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. The Wheel of Fortune is fucking real. Like it's it's literally, if you think about it, in the changing of the seasons where it's like, Things are shifting. And normally when things shift really majorly, everything kind of falls out of balance. And so you have to wait for things to kind of come back into new balance. So this is just the first card coming through. Like, yeah, you're in the middle of a huge dynamic shift. This is not just for you, I think for the collective, because the Wheel of Fortune is a major arcana card, which is kind of speaking to like huge, it's it's a bigger, it's more significant than these smaller cards, which kind of sometimes can represent day-to-day things. Um, so it's really talking about where you are in the evolution of, of who you are and what you're doing. And then, um, and so really this can mean that like, as the wheel of fortune shifts, typically you either feel like you're like on top of the world, right. Or like the whole world is like crushing you. We kind of like identify with where we are on the wheel and the medicine of the wheel of fortune really is like, stay at the fucking spoke, like stay at the center, right? Like that way you can observe this shit as the observer instead of this kind of person that's on the ride but it's saying that things um will come into balance because they always do right like winter isn't wrong the night isn't wrong it's just part of this cycle and then the card i pulled um is this ace of swords that's the exact hat andrew wears every day this is the dick that is yeah. D&D shit. You said there wasn't a big dick card, but there it is right there. As you said that, I was like, Ace of Swords is 100% going to be that. And then I pulled it. So see? <laughs> magic is real. <laughs> the Ace of Swords just sounds like a sweet metal song. I'm on board. The Ace, the Ace of, of Swords. The Ace of Swords. Yes. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, so, but can we just one second? Adam nailed it. Yeah, you did you right guys practice hair. that? I feel like you the went to the deck. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I smell a song I for Patreon. It. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the aces, there's four aces in the deck and they kind of come to us as this gift. They're usually given to us by this floating hand, kind of as this like, you know, this grace or this gift that is given to us that we don't have to earn, that we don't have to like, that we don't, you know, have to work hard to get. It's something that we are given as, you know, because we, because grace is a real thing. And so aces come as clean slates, new beginnings, um, nothing but potential and swords is the air element. So very Gemini, you guys, wherever you are. Um, but it's the idea of having, um, 
real clarity. It's a having, it's almost like that moment where you're like walking, like looking down, searching for something and you walk straight into it and you like, you know, it's like that moment. Um, you know what I'm talking about when you walk into Boy, the Boeing moment and it boings you. I walk into shit all the time. I am a hundred percent on board. <laughs> I've seen it. He's a mess. <laughs> But the aces come to us really like the ace of swords really comes to us as a moment of clarity or a breakthrough in thought patterns or um, cycles of belief that have limited us. And it really connects us to like the deeper sense of what truth really is, because the brain can come up with all kinds of fucking things. But when it comes to truth, it's a really like, you know, it's not as um, widespread as all the things that our brain can think of and try to make sense of things. So it's really a nice card of like clarity, intelligence, inspiration, um, really channeling something like channeling inspiration to create like the um, magician card, which you did not pull um, is very connected to the ace of swords and is being able to like pull down inspiration and then bring it out into the world. So I feel like during this shift, this wheel of fortune kind of time for you where things are probably feeling totally upended and um just heavy with change this ace of swords is going to bring to you or offer to you um you know some sort of inspirational clarity or you know something that will um so like like and i don't mean to ask andrews like on andrews cards but like do you mean like a, a clarity of like what direction he should go does that tend yeah to work yeah like that? yeah for sure well i think that what it, it gives us mostly is clarity through fear because like it kind of the, the ace of swords almost is like a weapon to cut through the bullshit to cut through the thoughts that aren't serving us that aren't really feeding to it and like once you can cut through the um the anxiety or the fear it becomes really present that that whatever that truth or that 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 thing was there the whole time so it is like yes like that a thought will come through to give him some sort of inspiration um to step forward and then like i said with the aces it's nothing but fucking potential there's nothing but growth from here but the thing about the swords is that communication is key here. So like being able to communicate. Andrew, how do you feel about <laughs> communication, especially when it comes to feelings? I'd like to know. <laughs> I don't see any feelings a, in these cards. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know, no, but I mean, like Andrew is, I would say you're the quietest about that stuff. You tend to be very, you, we've talked about it before. You're very stoic. Yeah. <laughs> This is the first time I've been able to show people my impression of your face. Huh? And if me? you think I'm not going to use that opportunity, <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind. What? Me? Feelings? Yeah, no. I got them. No, I got them. I got, yeah, I got feelings. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I got them. No, I got them. <laughs> no, but I, I, I wonder if like that is a thing, like talking about it more is a thing with you, Andrew, like opening up about that stuff because you tend to kind of keep, Keep a lot of it to yourself. Just an observation. Adam, help me out here. I'm drowning. Oh, somebody see this armchair quarterback reader. Let's get back to the professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on what Kristen said, because I thought a lot of that made was interesting. What are your thoughts on that, Andrew? Yeah. Was it, were you done, Kristen? Sorry. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that's I, what I would what I would normally off. do is I would read the cards and then I would check in with my my querent and I would be like, how do you feel like what what about what I just said hit you in some place that feels like it is a real reflection for you? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I'm, it's like this crazy tumultuous time and it's like, when am I going to be back to doing comedy? Like, what will that even look like? Will I even because, you know, I was like scrabbling and scrapping before this happened, but Scrabble. I was able to. 
scrambling and scrapping, baby. <laughs> Just like a junkyard rat to make mm. my mortgage. Uh, <laughs> a fair is a veritable smorgasbord, orgasbord. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was like just, you know, pulling it off month after month. And so now it's like, well, what's, what's it going to look like after that? So well, but now I've been, you're that sick goat and your financial <laughs> issues are the own husky coming under the fence <laughs> coming to, to the murder the me. fence that is capitalism <laughs> hold off unchecked capitalism <laughs> yep. it's oh dude i'm seeing it all I'm, I'm so glad that we can no. get some deep true answers out of the grolic saves the world tonight no it was uh so i've <laughs> so i like dabble in in woodworking i've done a little bit of like woodworking stuff and i have uh kind of this this little woodworking shop kind of like ready to go and i'm always like well but i don't know how to make this i don't know how to make that but it's like so in this time i'm like i should i should just go out there and start fucking yes. around with yes. shit and see what happens so yes. yeah so i could use this as uh inspiration to there you go permission that's a win that. right there because mm -hmm. it, it's true like when things are out of balance anyway it's add new shit to the equation because it's going to come back to balance anyway. So might as well add something new into the equation that will find its way into the, like the new normal or the new season. And then having, like, I'm telling you like those swords is like making the decision to cut through whatever reason or whatever I like, whatever thought pattern is holding you back and be able to just express what is true to you right now and what feels real to you right now. And it's cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like your woodworking. I, like I did too. I was wondering like what you was you were gonna emerge and like I've been thinking a lot during this uh quarantine about how useless our skill sets are. <laughs> like, I can tell jokes and I can write a screenplay. It's like we don't need that at all. Well, uh, to you guys, I've been learning to skin deer in my backyard. It's upsetting to my neighbors, but I can now clean no, a full not. size elk. No, you're no, not. No, I'm just no. kidding. Oh, not. my God. I've been Dang. vegetarian since okay, I was Okay, that's 19. what I was going to say. My whole stomach just, oh, my jeez. I'm sorry. But I oh, like that venison. Andrew's pursuing woodworking. Like, that's venison. that's cool and tangible and interesting. Venison yes. isn't me. All right, Adam, you ready? Uh, yeah. Are you, Kristen, are you, are you done with Andrew's reading for now and on to the next one? Of course. I mean, if you want me to stay, I I, I thought, yeah, I, I feel good with Andrews. If we okay. need to come yeah, that back. was great. That was great. Okay. And I know yeah. that normally it's these are longer, but these this is a great. Yeah, sample. we're just getting this it. is like we're a Costco sample. Yes. Of a reading. All right. Well, sample. let's let's do it. <laughs> so, Adam, hi, yeah, welcome hi. to your own podcast. Thank I, you. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> is there anything today that um, you're seeking for more clarity on or are you more open? Kind of same question I asked Andrew. I think I'm, I'm pretty wide open. Andrew. I mean, okay. I think like anybody, you're just terrified of the state of the world. Um, yeah. And like anybody terrified about my career and what the hell happened and it's just on pause. But I'm trying to be cool with just being, hey, it's paused. Like when, it, when the society unpauses, you'll be able to jump back in, chill out, but it's harder. It's easier to say that than to, to be in that mindset all the time. For sure. Well, I think that, yeah, we're so um, just as a people, I think, so used to knowing how to go and do and be productive and do the work. And then I think when it comes to. Oh, interesting. OK, oh, no, it's cancer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, you can't be setting your phone on your lap like that all the time. Uh. 
Okay. So I pulled for you the Ten of Swords. Super Ooh. cute image. Yes. Yeah. So the Ten of Swords is like, um, it's the card that comes. It's really, actually, I feel like a lot of relief whenever I pull it because it's like, okay, we can't keep going about it the way we used to go about it. The Ten of Swords kind of shows up like, listen, the, tr- the tree's already been chopped down. We don't need to like keep stabbing the trunk, right? Like that's whatever has brought itself to a, or whatever cycle has brought itself to an end is like over and it wants you to like accept that. So I think that also makes sense, you know, in mirroring kind of the state of whatever the fuck's going on right now is yeah. like, okay, what, that whatever we were doing, whatever kind of thing we were setting up there, um, that that wasn't working. And sometimes it's a refreshing thing to get because when we get the Ten of Swords, it's like, okay, let that, you know, let our approach to that thing go so we can take, um, maybe take a different approach or a different angle on how we want to tackle whatever this new task is or whatever this thing is. And the ten of the swords in general kind of show up as what it feels like to be in this place. So like no one's actually being stabbed by 10 swords. It's just the energy of just like um, knowing that something is, done. you know, done and to, to be My okay. Career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there a card that means someone will be stabbed by 10 swords. <laughs> Come on, hook me, oh. hook me. No, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, though. It is there's like a freedom and kind of being like, let it go. Like you said, the trees chopped down. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that new growth isn't everywhere, right? And that like things can't be reassembled in a million new ways that are better and more meant for you now. Because I think what we tend to do is think this system really worked for me for X amount of time. Um, why won't it work now? And I think the transfer is like because it fucking doesn't. It did everything it needed to do. If you think of like a leaf on a tree, like it absorbs the sun, it feeds the fucking tree, and then it has to fall off. Like doesn't mean more leaves aren't coming, but it did what it needed to do for the time that it needed to do it and then it's ready to be like it just wants you to like let the leaf fall because it's already fucking falling there's nothing you can do to control whether or not it's gonna like let itself go but let you know that like it doesn't mean that new new anything isn't possible when we reach the 10 it's like the full moon it's kind of like the the peak of all of the energy and that now things have to wax and wane and come back into growth um so you have that card, which I think is one of the more intense cards, crossed by the lovely Page of Cups. Just a lovely. Oh, that Page of Cucks. Out of it's your card. And now everything is yes. making sense. It's time yes. to this let it go. This is my lib card. This is my lib card deck. This is my. Listen, yeah. <laughs> it's time to accept. <laughs> I got the page of cards card. Adam, it's time to let it go. This Adam knows that I sang in page of cucks from 2004 to 2006. I can't be responsible for anything they did after that point, but. um, All right. Page of cups. Page Page of of cups. cups. And it's Adam drinking. It means drink, Adam. Hey. (laughs) Page of cups is a little water baby. Like it is the, it is, it is your son. But the pages are young energy. It's youthful, um, inspired. It's too young to be jaded. It's too young to not find wonder in things. All of the pages are just like these children, spirit children that um, haven't learned from the world to be like defeated or fucking like too cool for something or not to take, you know, and the cups is water element. So page of cups is like um, just like... (sighs) 
takes the time to play, takes the time to feel all of their water, but not the depth of it. Not like this, like I'm going super deep into my fucking consciousness and I'm like pulling back all my like trauma back up. It's like way more um, playful and connected to wonder and um, it, like the magic of things. It's like kind of waking up to your own magic. And so it's, it's a beautiful, cause we have that 10, which is representing the end of something. And then the mm-hmm. page, which is this totally young, youthful, playful energy that wants to start something new and then new chapter that is um you know rooted in exploring your depths and your the inside like all of the cups the water really represents the inner world the inner realms and that's where we are all kind of being forced into because we literally can't leave you know our houses most of us and so we're like forced to be with ourselves and with all of our bullshit and with all which of is our- like it's like the weirdest thing that when this scares people more being left to themselves, like, yes. you mean I've got to hang out with me more? Yes. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, do you think that that uh, like resonates with you, Adam? Do you? Yeah, tend- no, I, I actually love that reading and I like your interpretation too. It's like, I think it's as to letting go of like, Hey, society, as we know, it has changed. And you can be anxious about it or you can just sort of like accept that that's how it is and you can't do shit. But in right. the meantime, um, be be more full of wonder and yeah. like joy. And honestly, like, you know, it sounds cheesy, but the silver lining of this whole thing, I keep, my wife and I keep saying is all the time we're spending with Malcolm every day, all yeah. day. And I can't help but be wrapped up in his little joyous childlike yeah. view of the world. And like, yeah. why not take a note from that yeah. and try to just... See Just it that today, way. yeah, Adam posted this video of his little toddler son playing in a puddle. He was like jumping in it and then he would get down and like rub his hands in it. So I was like, it was like, yes. like it's, very, magical, it's very painted cups, magical toddler shit that I was watching. I was like, wow, I can't even fathom the mindset of wanting to put my hands in a fucking puddle <laughs> out on the sidewalk. But well, he was I, having the best time. He yeah. was having the best time. Um, so yeah, yeah. But I think that that's you're... like for kids, it's all like when you're that young, it's before people have put disappointment tags all over everything as you get yes. older. Yeah. That's what adults do. We're like, yeah, you can play in that puddle, but there's probably carcinogenic Games. motor yeah. oil. In well, there. and I really like what Kristen said too. It's like just the joy of the water, not thinking about the depth and the weight and the volume of the water. It's just like, I'm in, I'm enjoying the yeah. water, not worrying about yeah. the heavy, heavy, bad sure shit. Yet. Exactly. And I think that like there is a time and a place for all of it. And the the pages are, you know, represent parts within us as adults too. I mean, there are parts and I think that like thinking about how a, a young child like Malcolm, like doesn't know what to do with the information of the world that, you know what I mean? doesn't, it's not affecting the way that he experiences joy and wonder sure. and like the availability of the shit that is actually real um, is all still very real, like there. It's very present for him. Like nothing true has really been taken away. Yeah. Huh. Um, and I think that that's um, the page. I mean, the Cubs family, just in general, cuties, sweeties, artists, feeling, expressing. You know, like they're really, and that's. I think that's really what the world needs right now is more people that are creating and connected to their artistry and connected to their imagination and connected to parts of playfulness that we shut off to be productive and yeah, so yeah 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 i love yeah. that Kristen. I, I i i accept 
<laughs> no, I don't think that that's how this Fine. works. Too bad. <laughs> I accept. Uh, I won't report you to the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> B plus rating. Shut your mouth. Um. All right. Um. I've never done it. I don't know how to end a session, but I accept. I love it. That's my favorite ending. Oh, I think that's... I've ever had. <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. Oh, I reject this reading. <laughs> go easy on me. Of uh, course, baby. No, don't go easy on him. No, Listen, the, the cards are going to tell you what they want you to hear. I and this is the shit about the cards. They're not telling you anything that you don't already fucking know if you're willing to like investigate yourself and investigate your inner world. So I'm not going to tell you anything that's going to fucking surprise you, shock you, scare you, whatever. I'm just going to hold a mirror up to your own bullshit. I don't like (laughs) I think that that's what I'm most afraid of. (laughs) How big a mirror do you have, Kristen? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, will it fit that in there? Oh my god. bagel. You look like you've been running. You look (laughs) Um, All right, I'm going to hit you. I tend to just, I'm just going to jump straight head first. I'll try to, I'll be a little more specific. But this is something that I've been struggling with. And um, so a lot of people know I've, I've given interviews on the radio about it, about my thing with my in camp. I was experienced some abuse when I was younger. And then now I'm involved in, a, in an investigation, uh, like a lawsuit, sort of an investigation into this camp. And I'm not I can't go into details about it, but some information came to light uh, where it basically corroborates what I've been saying, but it's hard to get the person to come forward as well. And Mm -hmm. so I've been stuck with like what I'm looking for out of this, if that Mm. makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, like, am I looking for somebody to pay the price or did I do this just for myself and Mm. to stand up for myself? You know what I mean? If that makes sense. And I know it's a little bit heavy for a comedy podcast, but but like I, I'm trying. I I will jump head first into this, and and you know I know dude, it's hard and, to and, do with a short. And then you know that's that's the beauty of our podcast is that's life, dude. It can be very funny and very serious in one instant to the next. So fuck yeah, dude, go for okay, it. Okay, so I want you to know that as you're talking, I just I needed to pull three cards. Like as you were talking, I just thought he needs three cards. And I'm like, kind of, that's my personality. I'm kind of verklempt <laughs> over here. I knew it too. He's a three carter for sure. Get ready. You're going to need three full decks. Spirit just told me you needed three. Right. So the first card that came up is the six of cups, which is about our childhood, which is about the roots of who we are. This is about going into, um, the inner child, but also the the stories, right? Like the storylines that we have, we kind of what we talked about when talking about page energy of how how we just kind of collect stories and we swallow them as their our truth, and then we kind of carry those things with us. So the six okay. of cups is this um, call toward. Um, you know, at its like most playful, it's like that call toward like being a kid with your friends or calling an old. Um, you know, kid, like uh, your neighbor when you were six or like whatever, like it's a yep. call to reconnect with your roots, but it's also, um, at it's like most powerful medicine. It's that inner child healing. It's like doing that work and going back and holding little Ben and taking care of little Ben. So like, I, you know, didn't know anything about 
what you were going to ask, but I feel like this is a very like on the fucking nose card for going back into old trauma, going back into old wounds, but it's also a really rich, beautiful card. Like it's really full of um, healing. And so, you know, in, in the potential of like how we can go into the, the root and then kind of kiss it all the way up. And so it's a really powerful energy. Okay. Um, the card in the middle is this eight of swords. What swords? Hell yeah! <laughs> well, that's I'm very somewhere new. between a- Andrew. Is- only got one. Adam got ten. Yeah, I got. I was the ace, dude. So <laughs> you don't need ten when you're the fucking ace. I've got eight swords. Whatever. The eight of swords is very. It's a fierce fucking card. It's like she is. Just look at how this feels, right? So she's like that's she a cool thinks card. she's bound up. She thinks she's blindfolded. And and the idea of what the Eight of Swords feels like is that people are holding these swords, right? But nobody is. They're not even pointing at her. And so it's kind of like how we can set this up that people are against us, that we are not free, that we are stuck, that we don't have the key to the door. And the Eight of Swords is this reminder that like you do, the door is unlocked when you decide to like get your, in in this case, get your ponytail out of the way. Like there is a fierce liberation <laughs> that comes with the eight of swords and it comes through doing the work. It comes like the eights are really about movement into what is next for us. And okay. so um, it's a fierce fucking card. It's so powerful when we're able to recognize that we are not stuck or that we are not, you know, trapped in this one place because of a thought pattern or a story that we believed. Right. Um, but that those swords, that's our anxiety. That's our thought. That's our mind that doesn't stop. That's our, you know, the things that our brain thinks it's doing to help us when really it's keeping us small. Okay. Um, so that's just saying like when I'm pulling them together, it's just like maybe some old wounding, some six of cups, like wounding kind of has kept you imprisoned in some sort of way and really wants you to be liberated. And then the card that I got, um, this third card I pulled. Is oh, different. it's a portrait of Andrew. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The, the Andrew card. <laughs> <laughs> I sent her my custom deck. I made a tarot deck. And I sent it. <laughs> <laughs> that looks nothing like me. Fuck off. <laughs> That's your hair. Dude, you had that haircut for like six years, man. <laughs> And that extra eye on your This head? card means yep. you'll be a bike messenger around New Jersey through most of your 40s. <laughs> you must. So, so judgment, let me tell you, is a major arcana card. So it's a major, like the way um, Andrew pulled, what was it that you pulled? The Wheel of Fortune, right? But the thing about judgment is it's the cards, the penultimate card of the journey of the fool. So there's 22 major arcana cards, which is kind of representative of this spiral that we go through over and over and over in our lives when we're asked to be, you know, integrating and learning new things so that we can evolve. And judgment comes right before the world. And in tarot, the world is kind of like, all right, I fucking did that cycle. I What? Is it like an awakening? Yes, it is an awakening. It's 100% an awakening. It is the thing where you go, Phew, I did the thing. Like I elevated, I came to the next level. I Sometimes I say leveling up, but yes, it's like coming into that place of sometimes it's like fucking bliss when we're able to like break through all of it and know that we don't ever have to go through what that specific cycle ever again, that we have fully integrated and been able to, 
you know, say yes to all of those invitations that wanted us to evolve. But we have to pass through the fucking portal of judgment first. And that's the idea that like, we cannot take all this fucking baggage with us into what is next. We have to leave some of this shit behind. We have to say, I choose to come through this without taking all of this old stuff with me. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a card of a recognizing what is really calling for you, like really like getting clear on what is pulling you forward. And it's also a card of like, what do I need to forgive and release and leave here? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's the judgment is an invitation and it's a fucking gateway. It's the, it's you, you, you choose to take those steps through there. Um, and the only judgment is, you know, yours on whether or not you're worthy on whether or not you can, whether or not you're the going judgment on. You're putting on yourself. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. And so there's a deep, so these cards are both the eight of swords and judgment both are like so, tied up and bound in your liberation and wanting you to feel free of, you know, whatever feels heavy during this cycle. Like it's really wanting you to um, evolve toward what is next. And it's asking, Mm -hmm. usually judgment asks us like, what do we need to let go of? What do we need to surrender um, softness to and give um, forgiveness towards? So I think you kind of asking like, why am I doing this? Or you know, what is the point of it? I'm like, I think that whatever it is, whatever reason you're, you got into it, I think, um, or got into like seeking justice for yourself is part of this portal for you. It's part of this pathway. Mm. It's part of how you're going to be able to determine what needs to be let go. Right. So like the confusion of which direction to go and whatnot is part of that process. Like this whole thing is all part of going through that process is basically like, yeah, I way. mean, justice, I mean, ju- uh, well, I, I would not have been surprised if I pulled justice either, but judgment is, yeah, but it's one of those cards that really asks us to listen to things that are not being, you know, like inaudible things, being like listening to what is really calling us forward. And this can be like the life that is calling us forward, the, you know, the, the, the heart that is calling us forward. Like, you know, there's, there's just a lot of depth to how we, um, can honor these things that are like beckoning us and not mm-hmm. denying them. Cause I think sometimes we can spend a lot of time acting like we don't hear the things that are being like, come on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or this that's just me sometimes. Super so. like the super interesting, uh, the insights on that, because I, I do think, um, there is a lot of questioning yourself and, and there's a lot of, uh, wondering why, like, uh, is this part of a process? Am I just torturing myself? Is any of the things that I think about myself true? Like that, that uh, bound up card with the swords. Yeah. That really like resonates with me of like, am I just fighting ghosts? Like, am I angry at things that aren't really slights against me or, you know, things from my yeah. past that aren't real anymore? And why am I doing this? Like, is this going to yeah. bring this absolution going to bring me any, more peace, mm-hmm. you know? So that's yeah. super interesting. It's, uh, yeah. this whole, the whole practice is so, uh, it's, it's very interesting. You know what I think you're like a very, you just inject a lot of positivity into the inside of going forward, which I think a lot of people need is, is saying like, it's okay to, to move forward. Cause I think a lot of us get stuck stationary. 
you know, like, like we're with Andrews or with Adams, I'm sure there's this feeling of like, am I going anywhere? Right. And then that fear, you kind of just stuck in mud. You're, you just find yourself contemplating rather than just move in a direction and trust yourself and trust that direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, Ben, I've, you know, we're, we're friends and I've talked and watched your, I've talked with you a lot about this and I've watched you struggle with all this for years and there'll be a new development every six months, a year, something happens and you always have the same feelings of like, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know why I'm doing this. You, you always question why you're doing it. And I thought Kristen's reading was really beautiful about leaving that shit behind for the new, I think you said blissful, you that the comes out of it, yeah. the awakening. So I feel like I even subconsciously, some part of you is always like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I think you're doing the hard work to like come out better at the end. Yeah. And I don't want you to die. I don't want you to dismiss your experience or, you know, walk like, I don't want you to turn away from the experience. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want yeah. you to honor what you've been through and do what you feel is right. Cause I think maybe what is calling to you right now is seeking some semblance of justice or seeking some even just truth, like speaking your truth, like saying it out loud is a huge part of the Well, that, I mean, that's ultimately why I did, I did this yeah. was that I felt as if I had to stand up for myself to be that yes. person for me. And yeah. like when you said that about the little kid, yeah. um, uh, 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 you know, I think, I think the little honoring the child inside of us is, is the reason why he, you know, there's a saying that if that shit happens to you when you're younger, part of you freezes. 100%. Yes. You're, there's still a part of me. That's a kid. If you've ever flown with me on a plane, Oh, you'll see that child come out. He's like, (laughs) are we going to die? What is that? More like a house cat that you're trying to get into a carrier. (laughs) But that's what the eight of swords does. It's it's when we believe all these stories and then all of those stories hold us fucking captive. When all of the aggressors or the traumatizers have are long gone. It's just the stories that hold us in this place. So um, yeah, I mean, listen, call me. We'll do a full reading. I would, I would, this was really great. Great. so good you're really good you're really yeah, good at this Kristen. thank you so much for doing this everybody thank you where can people find you to get the the real deal the you full mail <laughs> you can find me on instagram um or on my website my website's goodwitchmama.com and instagram is also at goodwitch and, and, and mama that's mama m-a-m-a right yeah i didn't know Not there was M-O-M-M-A. other ways M-A. to spell mama yeah apparently yeah. there's right. other ways goodwitchmama.com Yes. Um, Rand, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. Yeah, and please go talk to her. I mean, this is a weird uh, medium to do this on where you know that people are watching and there's three of us in here. I the, Go do the one-on-one and, and delve in deep. And I, yeah, that was super I'd be cool. interested to see what people's experience with that is. Thank you so much. Yeah, Kristen, Thank thanks for, for doing this. Me. It's I nice to you see all. you. We love you. Thank You're the you. best. Bye. Bye. You know, Whoa, dudes, that was great. That She's was, so I, good. Was great. I said, you know be I safe was... like I was a mom or something. <laughs> when did I start telling people to be safe? When the oh. virus hit. <laughs> <laughs> I love whenever we come to a stop, your arm just shoots across and holds me in that seat whenever yeah, we're right in on the car. Right on the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> when we're driving in a car and you come to an abrupt oh, yeah. stop, your uh, arm. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I was thinking is listening to this. Obviously, there are a lot of you know, you tell her first and then she pulls the cards and is allowed to, to kind of tailor those cards. 
I, I've been reading a lot about psychology and like evolutionary psychology. That's like the stuff I like to read about. And a lot of it, they talk about what's called priming, that if you prime somebody into a positive mindset about themselves and what they can do, and then you ask them a question, their answer is naturally going to be more positive in a response than if you tell them something. Like, say I say, how are you? But before I ask you, how are you? I say, hey, how many people in your graduating class are more successful than you? And, it, and you'd be like, Jeez, pretty much everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, how are you, Adam? You would your answer would be more self-deprecating. And what I think is beautiful about what she does is that I, I don't know that there's I mean, I'm still skeptical about any supernatural part of it or anything like that or preternatural. But I think she has such a positive viewpoint and she's so con like reaffirming and behind you that it feels good. Like it feels good to talk to somebody like. Yeah, she's Kristen. just, I mean, even before I, she did Tara just in comedy and hanging out with her, she's, she's an uplifting presence. Yeah. You like being yes. around Kristen. So it definitely yeah. puts you in that good mindset. I've had therapists and psychologists who were degreed, you know, to the umph degree, you know, they diplomas all over the place. That's and not was, a title you can get, Ben. There's like a bachelor's degree or like a no, PhD. No, he graduated the umph. umph okay. No, he graduated <laughs> umph in his class. I, you're trying yeah, to impress us and list. you're just falling short. <laughs> look at my list. I spit all over my webcam. Yeah. <laughs> you do no. need, I mean, you'd have to be charismatic, I think. To to do well with Terry, imagine a dour, like shitty Tara reading. Like, let's no, see your I, impression, Andrew. Eight, eight of swords. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah. I what I was saying is that I've I've had people that I've worked with who had lots of degrees and they were they were very accredited or what have you, like schooling wise in psychology and therapy. And I got nothing out of it. And it was their attitude and their personality. And then I've had people who were just, you know, licensed clinical social workers who went to a metro type school. But their personality um, is like that. And, and I think Kristen is one of those people. She has just a positive, good way about her that when you listen to her telling it and she's saying she's pumping you up, she's giving you she's telling you you can handle this you to look at it from a different angle and that's valuable in any way i see it. And, yeah, and and it's also the insight having somebody put that level of energy into insight into what's going on with you can't help but bleed into your like self-evaluation yeah i agree with what you say like you can prime the pump to color the lens that that somebody's viewing with but just having someone even in that short amount of time what each of us had eight minutes with that you're like oh yeah i'm like i'm actually like thinking about this in a different way totally. and not even necessarily in a positive way but just a more yeah. like aware way i think a lot of it is due to who she is like i think that there's a warmth she exudes and a positivity and I, like i said I, that's invaluable um so we're saying that less book a tarot reading, but book a hangout with Kristen Rand. Yeah. <laughs> no, book a tarot reading as well. No, let just her kidding. Go, yeah. <laughs> go through the cards and let her tell you how she sees you through these cards. Yeah, I'd like, the, I full, think I'd like the full reading. Yeah, well, and I'll truthfully, I think uh, anybody who's listening to this can relate to the uncertainty that all of us are feeling right now, that the whole world's feeling right now. And that just helped. I don't know. I swear to God, I felt way calmer as Kristen talked about it. It's just yeah. sort of nice to have someone be like, it's all right, you're taking it too seriously. Guess what? Oh. Have childlike wonder instead. And you're like, yes, I should. Yeah. 
Be yeah. more playful with it. All hail Kristen Rand. She's the best. Go to goodwitchmama.com or follow her at goodwitchmama on Instagram. This has been so fun. Ben, after this, now uh, in therapy, would you let your therapist give you a reading? Great sure. now that you've experienced. And I will totally do one with Kristen just because, like I said, I, I could listen to her insights and and listen to her just talk and positively about who I am. And she it's more her angle on struggle that I love. I love the angle of don't be afraid of it. Be playful with it. Go through that door. Those are things that people can use hearing about themselves and as an asterisk, she says fuck a lot, which I always think makes it better. If I <laughs> well, ever have a, when I have a yoga just... teacher who says fuck, I'm like, this is my new favorite yoga teacher. Well, you down, you go to, you go to fuck core yoga, right? <laughs> That's where you, you've got a membership. Yeah, yeah I go to, I go to potty mouth yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Their memberships are so high. Well, anyway, this yeah, has been a it. great it. episode and super insightful. And, uh, you know, thank you. To everyone, would you guys do it again? Would you? Oh, hundred percent. I really, I love that. I would do it again. I think we're open. We're all pretty much open to it. So yeah, and especially in these uncertain times, it's it's like more valuable than ever. I'm in. I'm a fan. And yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm pretty broke, so I don't know when I can pay Kristen for a <laughs> for for a reading. She but, told yeah. you to spin the wheel of fortune, you fucking dunce. And now you're not willing. <laughs> you're not willing to answer the um, puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should wind it down because we've already gone over our time. We like to go yeah, through. Yeah. But I want to say thank you everybody who tuned in live. Yeah, if you're watching so us cool. and listening right now, uh, if you're hearing this down the road, we'll probably be doing more of these. So keep your eye peeled. Thank you to Hold the Phone TV for having us and doing Karen all this. this has been great. what a genius Karen Wachtel uh, is. Jake we, Brown, Ron, and Ron Doyle. Doyle for setting this all up. We appreciate it, everybody. So many uh, heroes behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everything. Stay safe out there. Ben, you yeah. want to take us out of here? I, you know, I love doing this every episode. It's my it. favorite part. That theme song is provided by Charlie Continental. And I get to say this at the end of every episode. I get to say, play us out, Charlie. Yeah!